0: I've never seen a unicorn. I've also never seen a highly trained police officer. Now, before you get too mad, let's break it down and talk about police training. Let's try and figure out where that highly trained police officer is hiding and why they're not more common. It's time to start telling our own stories. I'm Steve Kellums, and welcome to Blue Canary. On May 25, 2020, George Floyd died in police custody. That incident sparked outrage across the United States and another push towards police reform. While much of that reform focused on accountability for law enforcement officers and the removal of legal protections such as qualified immunity, a few voices called for improvement in police training. And when I say a few, I mean a very few. On June 16, 2020, retired Navy SEAL Jocko Wilnick went on the Joe Rogan podcast and talked about police training. While Jocko doesn't have much experience with law enforcement training, he's extremely experienced in the overall training concept. While an active-duty Navy SEAL, Jocko was used to spending two-thirds of his time training for missions. During his talk with Rogan, Jocko posited that law enforcement officers should spend 20% of their time at work training for the job. When cops across the U.S. heard that, they laughed. 20%? He might as well have been calling for departments to hire Superman. His number is a great goal. But to understand why it seems ridiculous to cops, we have to realize that police officers in the U.S. average less than 2% of their time at work training. Let's take a look at what training we do receive. Start with the police academy. The police academy is the first level of training most police officers encounter, and the average length of police academies across the United States is 21 weeks, about 840 hours. Now, this is an average, so it includes all the specialty academies such as Department of Natural Resources, Transportation, and Regulatory Commissions. Those academies tend to be much longer due to the extra information they need to teach. The Common Police Academy in the U.S. runs 16 weeks, or about 640 hours. An interesting twist to this basic training is that 37 states allow officers to work as police prior to completing the academy. That's right. You can be hired and put to work as a police officer as long as you attend the state academy sometime in the near future, usually within 12 to 15 months. There are no studies that track the number of officers working without training, However, in 2020, when COVID-19 shut down police academies across the country, this situation became worse, with many states giving officers an additional year to complete the academy after their hire date. Think about that. Right now, there are officers wearing uniforms, riding in police cars, and doing a cop job without any training whatsoever. That is completely unacceptable. The next step in training is usually the field training program. This program is an on-the-job training program designed to provide officers experience and training while doing the work. The new officer is accompanied by a field training officer who is skilled not only as a cop, but also a trainer. This FTO will mentor, guide, and train the new officer over a period of time until the new officer has displayed their ability to do the job professionally, ethically, and safely. The FTO program is an excellent training tool for the new officer, but unfortunately it is far from universally used. Less than two-thirds of the police agencies in the U.S. utilize the FTO concept. Many agencies will toss the rookie the keys to the car and give them a map. Got any problems? Just give me a call. That'll be their only guidance before going out and doing the job, or trying to. Field training programs vary dramatically in length, anywhere from a useless four weeks to the more common 12 weeks, with a few beefy programs that will run up to 21 weeks. A 12-week program will add another 480 hours to the officer's training. The next opportunity an officer will have for training is in-service training, and this is what Jocko was talking about. In-service training is when an officer shows up for a scheduled shift, but instead of taking calls, gets some much-needed training. If you thought the states were all over the place when it came to basic training, you haven't seen anything yet. Some states mandate specific hours and topics an officer must train every year, and those topics and hours vary greatly. You will find anywhere from zero required in-service training. That's right. Zero to 40 hours spread over two years. Indiana is a good example. Indiana requires officers to receive 24 hours of in service training annually to maintain their certification. Within that 24 hours, they must spend two hours on firearms, two hours on use of force, and two hours on emergency vehicle operation. On top of that, they must also have classes in mental illness, addictions, autism, Alzheimer's, dementia, human trafficking, domestic abuse. Child abuse, sudden infant death syndrome, CPR, the Heimlich maneuver, national incident management system, bloodborne pathogens, hazardous materials, and finally, familiarization with reflective clothing. Yeah, I'm not kidding. That's not in service training. That's a $5.99 buffet at Sally's All You Can Eat Roadhouse. While all of those numbers may sound like a lot of training, let's put it in some perspective for you. As I've already said, some states allow officers to start doing police work before ever attending the basic academy. Even McDonald's provides three days of training for their fry guys. The average training academy runs 640 hours. Throw in an average field training program on top of that and you get another 480 hours. That makes 1,120 hours of training for a new officer. That's not bad, except that License to Work, a national study of burdens from occupational licensing, reports that barbers must have over 2,944 hours of training before they can get their license. That's correct. Barbers get more training than cops. Why? Why are officers poorly trained? You know the old saying, good, cheap, and fast. Pick two. If it's good and fast, it won't be cheap. If it's cheap and good, it won't be fast. And if it's fast and cheap, it won't be good. Unfortunately, we picked fast and cheap in the U.S. The U.S. doesn't lead law enforcement training across the world. On the contrary, we often fall short of police requirements in other countries. For example, the Swedish and German police academies are two and a half years long. Both are conducted at universities and include mandated on-the-job training as part of the final education phase. That's a very different focus on police training. So our academies are fast, and many agencies don't provide a field training program. The Bureau of Justice Statistics show that only 63% of police agencies in the U.S. have an FTO program. Why? Because they need bodies now, not in 16 weeks. Now. Clearly, FAST was one of the picks. Police budgets across America vary greatly. In my 20 years of experience training and working closely with departments across the U.S., one thing has proven consistent in police budgets. 90% of those police budgets are in salaries. Agencies have very little discretionary spending, and what little extra they have is used for cars, guns, radios, and other basic equipment necessary to keep the department functioning. One of the smallest line item on a police department's budget is training. When you cut police budgets, training is the first thing to go. That means our other pick was cheap. We went with fast and cheap. That means it's not good. Blue Canary is here to help you tell your stories. And I couldn't do that without the help of some very generous sponsors. Let's take a quick break to hear from one. Help your team rise to increasing expectations with Agency360's cloud-based software. Whether it is for the training of new employees or annual performance evaluations, Agency 360 can help trainers and supervisors streamline documentation, create consistency, and communicate clearly. Help retention by setting the tone and culture early with Agency 360. Learn more at agency360.com. That's A-G-E-N-C-Y-360.com. Let's circle back to Jocko's assertion that police officers need to spend 20% of their time at work training. I agree completely with this proposal. Officers need to dramatically increase the amount of training they receive every year, and it shouldn't be focused on topics chosen by special interest groups, but on the skills and abilities that pose the greatest dangers to the officers and the community. To do this will require two very important things. Time and money. Time has always been one of the biggest challenges departments face in training their officers. Where do they get the time? Most agencies have been struggling with staffing for a very long time. The reason we are in the predicament is that agencies have not been allowed to take the time to properly train their officers. To fix it is going to require time. The easiest approach is to go backwards and do something that was popular decades ago, but has lost favor due to the ongoing defunding efforts police departments face annually. That's the 10-hour shift. The 10-hour shift at one time was a common and preferred schedule for police officers. It used three shifts of officers, each working 10 hours a day. This created two hours of overlap between each shift, as well as a heavy day when the department would have twice the number of officers working than normally scheduled. This allowed for departments to plan for days that were uncommonly busy, as well as provide daily in-service training to officers. With the 10 hour shift, officers could easily train 36 hours a month. That comes out to a little over 20% of their time at work training. If it's that simple, then why isn't it done? Because to run 10-hour shifts requires a department to staff a 30-hour day. Most police departments can't staff a 24-hour day, which is why the 12-hour shift has become the standard across the United States. To be able to staff the department necessary to get the proper amount of training time will require more officers. And more officers mean more money. Departments need to be staffed at a level that allows for training, so they'll need to dramatically increase the officers on the departments. This costs money. With 90% of police budgets and salary, you can't defund the departments and still have officers available to take calls and train. On top of the staffing costs, you have training costs. Quality instructors cost money. Equipment to run proper training scenarios costs money. Location for training such as firearms ranges, pursuit driving courses, and simulation buildings cost money. This is why I often say that communities get the policing they deserve. Until the communities and local governments are ready to properly support the officers risking their lives every day to keep the citizens safe and secure, you're not likely to see that 20% level of training for a police officer. This type of support is not unheard of. There are a few communities out there that are standing behind their departments and providing them with the resources to do the job. You also see fire departments across the United States supported, staffed, and trained to this level. As a matter of fact, fire departments learned these important lessons long ago and have tied themselves to federal standards such as OSHA and private sector insurance like ISO that have set standards of training and staffing that communities can't ignore. OSHA specifically defines the type of training a firefighter must have. For example, quote, all fire brigade members shall be provided with training at least annually. In addition, Fire Brigade members who are expected to perform interior structural firefighting shall be provided with an education session or training at least quarterly. End quote. ISO takes it a step further. ISO is a nonprofit organization that provides ratings for fire departments. All insurance companies across the United States tie their insurance rates to the numbers provided by ISO. To get specific ratings, departments must meet specific requirements in the area of staffing, equipment, and training. There is nothing like this in place for police officers, but there should be. Any discussion of police reform without training and staffing being a key element is a waste of time at best and virtue signaling at worst. The myth of the highly trained police officer. Now you can understand why you never seem to be able to find them when you need them. I think the true miracle here is that officers get it right. Every single day, 800,000 police officers go to work in this country and get it right. Despite the lack of support, despite the lack of funding, despite the lack of training, they get it right. And that's the story we have to tell. Thank you for joining. As always, I'm curious what questions you're getting asked. What isn't the news covering? What story needs to be told? Connect with me at Podcast at gmail.com.